Hey everyone, I'm Ube Shibander and this is my podcast port, where we'll talk international affairs, geopolitics, media, and war with some of the world's leading minds, usually my friends, and every once in a while, the troublemakers from our base of operations here in Istanbul, where the East and West collide. General Michael Flynn, President Trump's former national security advisor, has just had all charges against him thrown out after being accused of illegally colluding with two foreign governments. He has been vindicated as new evidence emerged that strongly suggested that the FBI agents who charged him were pursuing a political vendetta. A former business associate of Flynn, Ekem Elptikin, was also charged alongside Flynn and is now expecting his case to be thrown out as well. Ekim was charged by prosecutors in the Flynn case for conspiracy and acting as an agent of a foreign government. After Flynn's acquittal, Ekim is now speaking out and wants to tell the world what really happened and why he believes that he and General Flynn were specifically targeted. Hi everyone, well thank you for joining me for another episode. And with me is a very interesting person and a good friend, Mr. Ekim Elpikten, a Turkish businessman currently in Istanbul, but who has been at the center of the whole General Flynn drama. In fact, a very important figure. And with uh, General Flynn's vindication and ultimate acquittal uh, after years of being accused uh, of all sorts of things, uh, I thought it would be great to talk to Ekim and he could fill us in exactly on what exactly is happening in Washington and why was General Flynn such a divisive figure and as such, why was he targeted? Ekim, thank you for joining us. Very welcome. So this is a very, it just seems just so complicated on what's happened to General Flynn. Now that he's been vindicated and acquitted, you are a central figure in this saga Tell us how you fit in this whole drama and what General Flynn's vindication and acquittal ultimately means to you. Well, first of all, I'm just very happy for him and for his family. Uh, it's been, uh, I can imagine, it must have been a very difficult time for them. It certainly has been for us. Um, so in Turkey, we say, olsun, as you know. So I'm glad this is uh, behind them uh, and I wish them well. Um, Look, I'm no expert, uh, and when you say central role, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable, although, you know, uh, I think of myself as collateral damage in a, in a very politicized uh, drama in the United States. And it's really news coverage that has depi- depicted my role uh, in this entire uh, issue as being mightily mm-hmm. sinister, you know, mm-hmm. and it's... Uh, Taken at face value, everything that I read, uh, you could consider me to be a real mastermind, a master spy, or you know, a one-man shadowy bridge between governments or something like that. And it makes for a great story, but uh, there's one problem with it. It's not true. <laughs> None of it was true. No, no. And I think the truth is uh, also interesting, uh, but considerably different than the narrative that uh, the American public was fed. Uh, and it's, when I say interesting, uh, I don't mean it's a positive story. It's, it's a very, very negative story, uh, simply because uh, you see the justice system being politicized and these institutions being politicized. And the real question is, 
uh, to what extent was this uh, a group of rogue people uh, who overreached uh, or was it something that happened within the chain of command? And if that's the case, then it's an even bigger problem, obviously. I mean, I've seen President Obama making some comments. It made no sense whatsoever. He's talking about, um, you know, that never in the history of the United States a person just got away with perjury or something. But uh, General Flynn didn't perjure himself. I mean, that's not what he's accused of. So describe to us a little bit how you met General Flynn and your relationship with him and how you're, you ended up being dragged down with this, with this campaign to go after General Flynn. I mean, I know of General Flynn because I worked uh, on the Hill for Congressman Tom Lantos in the, what was then called the International Relations Committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was uh, in 2002 and three. Uh, before and during the Iraq War, um, and uh, he was already a, a you know legendary uh, uh, officer. Uh, people uh, knew and respected him, uh, so I knew who he, who he was. Um, and uh, you know, I'm uh, good friends with Bijan Kian, who was later his business partner. This company called the Flynn Intel Group, uh, a small, um, mostly research-based uh, uh, operation. And uh, I was considering maybe opening a Turkey office of the Flynn Intel Group, something like that. Mm-hmm. But then they, beca- uh, they, they both became uh, uh, politically active, uh, you know, uh, in the, uh, Donald Trump's uh, presidential campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, their, their focus shifted. Uh, mm-hmm. And then in July, as you know, the uh, coup attempt happened in Turkey. Mm-hmm. I started talking to Bijan, and uh, it seemed like a good idea for me for uh, more transparency in terms of what happened uh, in Turkey and um, uh, what this organization that we call the Gulam Movement, mm-hmm. uh, or what we call FETO, uh, mm-hmm. is about and what they're doing in the United States. I mean, the, the major obstacle in uh, a very important relationship for global uh, peace and stability Mm-hmm. Turkish-American relationship is, as you know, the Gulenist. So I, I thought it would be helpful if there's more transparency uh, in terms of what this organization is is about and what they're doing in the United States. And for that, you really need independent, uh, objective research in the United States. It's mm-hmm. not enough that we keep telling the Americans what they did in Turkey. We need to understand what they're doing in the United States because they're getting hundreds of millions of dollars every year uh, in the school subsidies. They have all these charter schools. Some of them are even based on uh, United States uh, uh, Air Force uh, uh, bases, politically active. Mm-hmm. They donate to uh, a variety of state-level and federal-level uh, uh, politicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, an abundance of evidence that they're involved in uh, uh, visa fraud uh, mm-hmm. and in uh, rent fraud as part of the subsidies that they get. Uh, and uh, it's on average, it's about $750 million a year. It's no small number. And I think most Americans don't know that there's this uh, Islamist cult uh, mm-hmm. active in their country that, uh, that is uh, running a network of schools uh, and is abusing the system. Uh, uh, and through, you know, I think almost 200 foundations and organizations is uh, affecting United States policy. Uh, the idea was, uh, I was the chairman of the you know, oldest bilateral trade organization. And in that capacity, I was uh, dealing with the government on several issues. Mm-hmm. And I advised them to hire the Flynn Intel Group. And uh, it looked like it would happen. 
was all very short notice. Everyone was very busy and they dropped the ball on it and it, it didn't happen. So I, I stepped yeah. in for a more limited engagement. So you told General Flynn about this radical Islamist group that's infiltrated the U.S. What was his response? Well, he knew a little bit about them. Uh, and clearly he didn't like them mm -hmm. simply because they lacked transparency and they're the secretive Islamist group. Uh, and they were very close to the Clinton campaign and the Clinton machine, I should say. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they, they donated heavily. They, they, they really bet on Clinton becoming president and they donated to people close to her. Uh, they were carrying bags uh, uh, during the campaign on the road. Uh, they contributed, uh, a lot of their members contributed to the, to the Clinton Foundation. So there was something there. Uh, that was interesting for him, maybe politically as well. Um, but it, it was a commercial uh, agreement that we had. In the end, he had this company uh, that I ended up hiring, mm -hmm. and it was all completely above board. There was nothing illegal about it. And we're not really charged also with anything illegal. I mean, there's nothing that they told us that we did wrong. There's nothing uh, improper about what, what, what we did. It's just that they're saying that I'm a front uh, the prosecution's um, narrative is that I'm a front for the government of Turkey and we tried to hide this and we violated uh, uh, registry laws uh, in doing so. We conspired to violate the FARA, although they ended up retroactively uh, filing anyway. So it's all a mystery to me at the time. It was a mystery to me why they were, you know, why they insisted on this false narrative. And I thought, the more, if, if, as long as we're transparent, we give them everything we have, we tell them our story, we go in voluntarily, et cetera. And I thought, the more we explain, the more we show, uh, um, the better it is, because I, I, I just couldn't believe that American prosecutors would be uh, interested in anything less than the truth. But we now see with the documents that uh, came out that you know the chief of counterintelligence at the FBI actually in an email asked, uh, what's our goal here? Is it truth, mm. uh, admission, um, or get him to lie so we can prosecute him and, and get him fired? Of course, I didn't know that. If I had known that was the purpose, clearly <laughs> uh, I would have followed a very different strategy. So do you believe there was an ambush of sorts? So the prosecutors were going after Flynn, saying that he was conspiring with the Russians. Then they're going after you, saying that you were... Uh, an agent of a foreign country, also trying to conspire with Flynn. What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone now knows, uh, although there's a lot of political bickering. If you filter out that bickering, the partisan nonsense, uh, mm -hmm. the picture is very clear. It's, uh, um, it, it's not just a basic uh, example of prosecutorial overreach. There's more to it. There's a political... Uh, 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 setting that 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 makes it uh, 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 very dangerous. And if you start fooling around with the basic foundations of the world's most proven democratic system, uh, because you don't like the result of the ballot, uh, you're undermining constitutional continuity. So the prosecutor, so Comey's people go after Flynn by January, within just a few weeks of him taking office in uh, President Trump's administration. What happens then? When did you first start realizing that something was going terribly wrong and that you and General Flynn were in the crosshairs of Comey and his gang? Immediately after uh, 
General Flynn published an op-ed on election day um, that basically uh, exposed the truth about uh, uh, the Gulenists in the United States. Uh, uh, you know, the Gulenist PR machine started hitting him. So we saw all sorts mm -hmm. of articles claiming that I was a front for the uh, government of Turkey, etc. I didn't take it that seriously uh, because I knew this was a PR effort. Um, uh, and clearly they didn't want General Flynn in any position of power because uh, uh, they knew uh, he would not allow them to continue this great deal that they have where they take hundreds of millions of dollars from uh, U.S. taxpayers uh, and use it for political uh, aims of uh, their own secretive organization. So they had an interest in uh, Flynn being um, demonized. Uh, but then uh, we started hearing that the Justice Department was worried about us, uh, about the Flynn Intel Group not having filed on the FARA. Mm -hmm. And there are two registry laws. If you work for a commercial company and, and there's no uh, um, active uh, control uh, or direction by a foreign government, it's sufficient to file under the Lobbying Disclosure Act. And that's what the Flynn Intel Group had done. But then, you know, they started building up pressure to retroactively file under the Foreign Agent Registry Act, mm. which is sort of an admittance that, uh, you know, I, I'm an extension of the government of Turkey or something like that. But the way they filed it is that they said, it, it, you know, the filing is in an abundance of caution because uh, the work that the Flynn Intel Group did may have uh, um, benefited the government of Turkey. Mm. So it was, you know, it, it, you know that, that was sort of the setting. And we believe these news stories were clouding the judgment of the FARA department, uh, uh, the Justice Department. But mm -hmm. uh, we now know that they weren't, they, they weren't worried about the crime. They were worried, worried about getting General Flynn fired. It's just that they were able to, um, uh, you know, pretend that there was something nefarious about my engagement with the Flynn Intel Group. And the truth is, it, it wasn't. It's, this kind of work is being done in uh, the United States every day. It's 100% legal, uh, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. So they tried to charge you with a conspiracy that now General Flynn has been acquitted of all of, all of these charges, yet you remain, you know, your life has been put on hold for all these years. Uh, and now General Flynn's case has been dismissed. Uh, things are looking... Uh, uh, positively for me as well. So do you believe that there was an organized deep state campaign in the U.S. supported by the Obama administration or alums of the Obama administration to torpedo the Trump White House by going after Flynn and then going after you as a consequence? It's a group of people. We've seen this from these communications between the FBI offices and uh, FBI lawyers, etc., who, who, who didn't want Donald Trump to be president. And they were talking about insurance policies and, uh, and things like that. And uh, General Flynn was, uh, uh, stood in the way. They wanted to get rid of him so they could get rid of Trump. So now it's 2020. All this began in early 2017. Over three years to be vindicated. That you, about you, guys, you were right about everything from the very beginning. But the whole process took nearly a full election cycle. Yeah, the, the President Trump has been uh, ducking bullets, uh, so to speak, from the beginning. They kept this uh, dark cloud over him, all these investigations and this Mueller investigation that, you know, uh, that wasn't able to find uh, 
anything that was originally suggested. But they just kept this thing going. So, um, uh, he, you know, he would spend most of his time uh, answering these allegations instead of uh, uh, doing what he really wanted to do, which is make America great again. So do you believe that there was a concerted leak campaign? Because we saw the media run with the story from the from the get-go of the so-called investigation that General Flynn was conspiring with Russia, he's violating the Logan Act, that General Flynn was conspiring with Turkey, that it was a part of a cr- crazy, wild escapade. And, you know, that was the narrative in the mainstream media for so long, a lot of it being based on these leaks from Representative Adam Schiff, uh, from those in the prosecutor's campaign that clearly, based on your account, had a political angle. Do you think that there was an attempt here to try this in the court of public opinion with through the media to uh, for character assassination, assassinating General Flynn's character, going after you? Absolutely. We've seen that uh, happening. I mean, we were all convicted in the media first. Um, um, you know, leaking classified information is a felony um, instead of prosecuting that felony. Uh, they. they tried to prosecute something that, that wasn't a crime and they tried to make up crimes. Uh, you know, this, this, this phone call with the Russian ambassador, I don't think there's anything in it uh, that would be concerning or uh, uh, unethical or, or, or anything like that. And, and clearly the U.S. government knew what was discussed. They had the transcripts and there was nothing there. And for them to schedule this interview in the White House with these two FBI agents and circumventing normal procedures, as Jim Comey was bragging that he sent to FBI agents that uh, in a, the way he calls it in a more uh, organized administration would be difficult for him to do and he wouldn't get away with it. I mean, uh, you know, they, 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 it was in the first days of uh, a new administration and they abused the goodwill uh, of General, uh, General Flynn, who trusted the FBI to, um, uh, you know, to do its job and probably never could have imagined that they were out to get him in that way and that they would set him up that way, the way they did. So we heard a lot about the Russia angle to all of this that's now been discredited. And, you know, many of the same familiar media figures were also ridiculing General Flynn for focusing on the, the Gulen Islamist group. So you're telling me that we've got this group led by an Islamist cleric in the U.S. that's running these scams, visa scams, that's running these charter school scams, getting millions of dollars um, in funding of U.S. taxpayer fu- funds. General Flynn was looking into it, wanted to investigate. Now, we, is that something to ridicule or is that something that should be applauded? Well, I think, I mean, he did it in a commercial setting, but the op-ed, clearly, he was so worried about everything that they uncovered. He chose to uh, write that op-ed, uh, uh, and it, it wasn't commissioned by me. It's one of the mistakes uh, uh, in the prosecution's case. They keep saying that I commissioned that article. I didn't. Yet for three years, that's all we heard from the leaks from Adam Schiff's and from the, the prosecutor's office, that, that he was being paid to do this. But here you are telling me that that wasn't the case. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, 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 and I think we've proven uh, uh, that wasn't the case. And the burden of proof is really not with us. Uh, it was with the prosecution. And they have the, the full means of the United States uh, uh, law enforcement capability at their disposal. 
and they found zero evidence of this to be the case. I did not send that article. I, I received it two days ahead of time, and I, uh, you know, as I said, I wasn't able to make any uh, content uh, corrections. Absolutely zero, zero uh, interaction about that article with anyone that's directly or indirectly linked to the government of Turkey. So, so they just have this claim, but there's no basis to the claim whatsoever. So it was no secret that President Obama did not like General Flynn. Right? So essentially, President Obama fired General Flynn when, when he was the head of the Defense Intelligence Agency because he did not like the analysis that he was giving him. He was warning him. Um, he was giving him you know, warnings early on that hey, um, extremists were on the rise. Obama didn't want to hear it. And we saw uh, from open source reports that President Obama went so far as warning President Trump, hey, you know, do not hire this guy. Why do you think there was such a concerted effort to go after Flynn? Going, as you said, from the top of the chain of command from the Obama administration. Why were they so obsessed? I, I think uh, President Trump clearly is an outsider. So um, uh, he doesn't come from a government background. So he has very few people within key institutions that could warn him against uh, some of the things being done. So clearly they wanted to, they had every intention of uh, circumventing, uh, uh, preventing his policies from, uh, um, uh, you know, taking place. And for someone like, uh, Flynn was really the only person, General Flynn, who, uh, you know, could uh, sort of feel what was happening and uh, who had uh, friends in various levels uh, of the intelligence community and the law enforcement community, uh, they, they could have warned them. Um, uh, and, and clearly they, they didn't want that. So uh, if you look at the people that surrounded President Trump in, in the beginning, most of them were either journalists or uh, former lobbyists or politicians, uh, uh, people who were active in the Republican Party. But General Flynn was the only person who could really uh, instinctively sort of uh, uh, have his finger on the pulse uh, of, uh, you know, what's going on in terms of, uh, um, uh, you know, in, in intelligence uh, work and law enforcement work. Mm. And I think that's what they didn't want because they were engaged in this uh, conspiracy, to, so to speak, to get rid of President Trump. And they, they wanted, uh, they don't, didn't want anyone there that could expose this. I mean, that that's, I mean, this is my opinion based on everything that I've read. Uh, I don't know how anyone can reach a different conclusion. So where do you go from here? This must be a big relief from you to finally see that light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. I mean, first of all, I want to correct the record. I feel a responsibility to do, do so. And, and I want to get on with my life. I mean, I'm a businessman. I'm a family man. Um, uh, I've always been very active in uh, Turkish-American uh, relations. Uh, and it's commercial angle, and I want to continue doing that. I would love to travel again to the United States, uh, pick up my life where I've left it. Uh, people, you know, don't know how difficult a situation like this and, uh, is really is until they've experienced it. But uh, uh, you know, they say you're innocent until proven guilty, but it's the other way around. You get convicted in the media first. Uh, the moment the indictment is out, you can't travel anymore unless you're willing to. Surrender yourself to uh, uh, to the court, uh, which in the United States would have meant, uh, from in my case, that I can't see my children. I would be in, in an American prison waiting for the trial. Uh, and if you look at the, uh, all the means that the prosecution had at its disposal, 
and the pressure that the, they could apply to me in that situation, um, uh, that, that, you know, that wasn't a real option for me. So uh, you end up not being able to travel. Most international banks, because they see your Google profile, that uh, you're essentially technically a fugitive. So people don't want to give you, uh, um, you know, they don't want to meet with you. They don't want to be in the same room with you. They don't want to interact with you. Um, uh, so it's, it's extremely difficult for someone like me. I mean, I've lived in several countries from France to, you know, for, for decades in the, in the Netherlands. I lived in the United States on several locations. I don't even have a parking ticket. So for me to be uh, accused of uh, a crime that prosecution is asking, uh, uh, what prosecution is asking for 35 year prison uh, imprisonment. I mean, it's, it's shocking to date when I say it, it still surprises me. Uh, I have three children, and uh, the thought of being going to prison for 35 years for something uh, that, that's happening in D.C. every day, I mean, what, what is it that we did? I mean, we were essentially investigating a radical Islamist cult. I mean, what's wrong with that? I think it's something that should be done. Um, and God willing, we'll continue doing it. Uh, I just want to correct the record and, and pick up uh, my life where I left it. That's it. Ekim Abdekin, thank you so much for joining me and telling us your whole story on what was really happening with the General Flynn case. Thank you, bye. Really appreciate the opportunity.